0: You're listening to Too Much on Her Plate, the podcast for smart, busy women who are tired of running on the hamster wheel and are ready to create freedom from overeating and emotional eating. I'm your host, clinical psychologist, author, and a smart, busy woman too, Dr. Melissa McCreary. Hello, everyone. Today, I want to talk with you about food journals. Or food logs or food diaries. You know, a question that I get a lot is about this whole concept of logging your food. So people say things like, it's time to lose weight. My emotional eating is feeling out of control, or I've put on 20 pounds because of stress eating. Should I keep a food diary? A- actually, to be honest, the question I usually hear is, how can I make myself keep a food diary? Or, I know I should be logging my food and keeping a food diary, right? Well, let's talk about that. Research shows that recording what you eat does lead to weight loss, maybe, at least in the short term. And sometimes it's the very short term. But it's actually even more complicated than this. The right kind of food journaling or journaling about your eating can be extremely useful, and the wrong kind, the kind that most of us are familiar with, can lead to self-sabotage, can lead to more overeating and guilt and shame, and things that don't help with anything. So first, as we get into the topic, let's be clear. I can literally count on less than my 10 fingers the number of people that I have encountered in the last 25 years of practice who kept old school food diaries, who stuck with them consistently, and who felt good about themselves and about this practice. Many people hate to keep food diaries, and you probably already know why. The concept of tracking what you eat has often been, well, it's often been suggested by somebody else, or you've been told that it is something that you should do. It's not unusual to feel like you've got the food police breathing down your neck, or at the very least monitoring you, when you start feeling like you have to, or you need to write down everything that you put into your mouth. The feeling behind keeping any kind of food journal is important. I'm gonna say more about this in a moment because this is, this is just extremely critical. So remember, I said this is kind of complicated. Writing down or tracking the food that you eat, it does create a type of accountability. It can also slow down things like autopilot or mindless eating, and by slowing us down, you know, when you choose to track what it is that you're eating, that can create awareness about what you are eating or the amount that you're eating, which is helpful. We can't make choices about things that we aren't aware of or that we aren't attending to. But, and there's another but, for many women, writing down every bite also stirs up negative voices and self-judgmental thoughts and feelings that can take us off track or get things going in a direction that you don't want to go. Many people end up feeling bad or guilty or uncomfortable with the idea of food journals, and they avoid them, or they even find themselves lying or cheating on their very own entries. And don't feel bad if you've done it. I think it's, it's more <laughs> common than, I think you'd be surprised at how common it is. But here's a hint. When you're lying to yourself about what you ate, when you're fudging your own food diary entries, your intention in tracking your food needs a closer look. And again, we're going to talk about that. When you have guilt or shame or you feel compelled to cheat when you're tracking your eating, not only is the practice that you are undertaking not helpful, you're also compounding negative feelings, which, like I said, can sidetrack you And lead to even more overeating and can really get these vicious cycles with food and self-blame going in a way that you don't want them to go. So should you keep a food journal or, or should you be journaling your eating? You might be surprised after all that I have just shared to know that I think it can be extremely helpful if you're overeating or if you're an emotional eater or if you're somebody who tends to overeat mindlessly. In fact, there's a special protocol that I have that I teach inside Your Missing Piece where we we approach this thing very strategically. And while I'm not going to go into all the details of that today, I do want to cover how you can use food journaling to create great results for yourself. So here's the thing. You want to use keeping a food journal as a curiosity tool or a learning tool and not as a journal of shame or guilt. This is not a tool that you are holding over yourself. It is a tool that you are going to use, if you choose to, to empower yourself. I said earlier that that feeling or the intention behind any kind of food journaling is really important and I cannot stress this enough. The decision to use a food journal or to journal your eating has to be something that you choose. It has to be something that you do for yourself something that you see as a tool that is empowering yourself. It's not going to work if it's something that you are having to do, if it's something that you're doing to yourself, or if it's a should that you feel obligated to. All of these things set you up for inner pushback and rebelliousness and a deprivation mentality. It is doing one more hard thing. Now, sure, if you've had bad experiences with keeping food logs, you know, logging your eating in the past, you might not feel great about trying something like this again. But the actual decision to try food journaling or to experiment with journaling around your eating needs to be your choice. I'm going to say it again you want to use keeping a food journal as a curiosity tool or a learning tool that is going to empower you not as a journal of shame or guilt or something that's supposed to keep you in line. And let's be clear, the kind of journaling I'm talking about is not a food log. Here's where things get so much more powerful than the food logs that you might have kept in the past. I want you to put the focus on the emotions, the situation, your physical state, and what you know about why you chose to eat in that moment. I don't want your focus to be on the actual food. Doing this, making this shift in what you are focusing on and what you are being curious about helps you begin to see patterns and helps you begin to see the reasons for your eating. And this helps you get clear on what you're feeling or needing and why you might be feeling triggered to overeat. Use your journal to help you investigate what's going on before, during, and after you eat. Don't use it to track the calories or the specific amounts of what you eat. Use the journal to be curious about your hunger level or your emotions or your stress level around eating. Use your food journal to learn and grow. Again, I really want to emphasize and I want you to feel it in your body right? I want you to feel in your body the difference between deciding to try keeping a journal of your eating, deciding, versus feeling like this is this thing that you have to do. You get to decide. You are in charge. A tenant of Your Missing Peace, which is my 16-week coaching program for women who are ready to end these cycles with overeating and emotional eating, An incredibly important tenet of the program is that you only create freedom and peace with food when you are in charge. You are the CEO of your life and your well-being. And if you've spent a lot of time immersed in diet culture, as we all have, you might have forgotten this, or you might have come to believe that it's your job to be an obedient student. That's not true. This is your life, and this is your relationship with food. The magic and the real freedom happen when you learn how to take your power back and how to create a relationship, a way of eating that fits you, a way of eating that you love. Using a journal to learn about your eating can be a powerful part of this if you choose it. Again, one of the key points is that you want to take the focus off the food. When you focus on tracking each bit of food that you eat, that becomes a nutrition journal. And while it can help you to track your nutrition, it is not going to get you anywhere with emotional eating. Because as long as all you're writing down is amounts of food, you aren't learning anything about why that food ended up in your hand or on your plate. And the why, the why is the interesting stuff that really gives you the power to make amazing changes. Because when you get clarity on the reasons that you're eating or the needs that you're experiencing or the triggers that are happening, then you can address these. And let me say, these things, these reasons that you're eating, they're individual to you. So for instance, on a coaching call in your missing piece, when we were talking about this, one woman had a pattern of her reasons were getting too hungry and then losing control. And another woman wasn't getting a break between her Zoom meetings and because of that was mindlessly overeating without paying attention. And another participant recognized that she was sleeping really poorly due to stress and that was leading to stress eating. The power to change comes in uncovering and then beginning to address these things. And these things are as individual as you and as your life. The old school food log where you wrote down, I ate 24 baby carrots and a cheese quesadilla, that doesn't help you with any of these things. The way I'm suggesting you journal around your eating, the way that I'm asking you to pay attention to things that are not the food, this can open up completely different doors. Another key to effectively keeping a food journal, and by the way, I'm aware that we're talking less about keeping a food journal and more about journaling around your eating, but another key to doing this effectively is to experiment with tracking other details of your eating experience. Be curious and be open and see what you learn. Curiosity is so key here. This type of journaling, it might tell you exactly what you need to know to take your power back from emotional eating. Now, There's one more thing that I'm sure you've realized, or you've probably realized. Journaling your eating doesn't come with a magic wand that will help you instantly fix any challenges that you encounter. So you might be thinking, what good is it to discover these reasons? What good is it to discover I'm stress eating if I don't know what to do about the stress? Of course I'm stress eating. Well, two things. If you give yourself permission to play with this tool, you will find some reasons that you overeat that you do have control over. And if you're human, you'll likely find some reasons that you're overeating because it seems like the best or the only option. Because if you knew what else to do, you'd be doing it. But just because you don't know the answer doesn't mean the problem isn't a problem. The first step is journaling around your eating being curious and creating awareness that will bring you clarity about the problems or the issues that are giving food, the power that it has over you and the power that it has in your life. Figuring out what to do about these things. It's a separate step. And there are options, including joining me in your missing piece. And I will put the link to that program in the show notes because it's a great program. Remember though, you don't have to figure out everything perfectly in one go. Again, like most humans, you're not going to be able to. Progress forward is still progress and your results are going to happen one step at a time. With this mindset, you can use journaling about your eating as a way to keep learning and to keep growing I want you to think of the journaling that you choose to do, if you choose to do it, as a data collection system. Once you've made your journaling habit a data collection system, that's what it's about, learning and growing. There are no bad days to record. There are simply experiences and some will have more learning you can do from them than others. Once you stop looking only for screw-ups and great days, then you can start really mining another source of power from keeping a food journal. You can start asking even more strategic questions like, why did I eat so much sugar on Wednesday? Why was Tuesday so much easier than Monday? Why do I always end up at the vending machine after staff meetings? Why is my eating, why why does it feel so much more in control in the morning? Or what helped me do so well today when yesterday seemed so hard? These are the powerful questions that can lead to incredible changes in the way that you eat and in your relationship with food. So my friend, should you keep a journal around your eating? You decide. You're the CEO and this is your relationship with food. I hope these thoughts give you a fresh perspective, and I'll talk to you soon. If you're ready to lose your overeating and emotional eating habits, and you are ready to step into a relationship with food that fits you, one that doesn't rely on willpower and deprivation, then now is the time to join your missing piece. Enrollment is open, and this is the perfect time to join me. Go to too much on her forward slash freedom, or just click on the link in the show notes. Your missing piece is the program where I show you step by step how to create freedom from overeating with a unique combination of psychologist designed personalized work with me coaching and smart strategy. You'll learn how to reclaim your power, ditch the diets and create results that are built to last check it all out at too much on her forward slash freedom. And I'll see you inside.